on? It's three dads and a minivan fresh off the first ever three dads and a minivan golf invitational yesterday. <laughs> Let us just know. say that we, none no, of us will be making the pro tour anytime <laughs> soon. I can promise Listen, you that. I feel like our games are all specified to one particular part of the golf game, right? So we all figured out that Ed can't really do a lot <laughs> except for he sometimes when he pays attention he may have the most unconventional swing i've ever seen but when he like takes his time and pays attention he has some some shots that you would not think would go straight right kev is like the workhorse at the driving point right that's where kev seems to excel the most is on the driving range chicks dig the long ball buddy <laughs> I seem to be okay on the short game. The pitching wedge is my friend. I seem to be anything under 100 yards. I seem to excel at. And my, and my putting game uh, wasn't terrible. But you have to take each one of those little segments to make up a golfer. And you need three people to do that to make one golfer. So, yeah, I would say uh, we're not going to make the Pro Tour anytime soon. But it was fun, man. We had a good time, uh, even in the rain. And having to uh, take a rain delay, as they do in sports. <laughs> and we didn't have a whole lot of cover, and it was thundering and lightning most of the day. But uh, we got through 18 holes, and uh, it was great. It yeah, felt I like playing on the surface of the sun, but it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. As we yeah. asked Ed, hey, what time do we want to tee off? And it's at 11. I'm like, do you realize we live in Florida, and by 11, it's the surface <laughs> of the sun? Oh, it's the best time we can go out there. And sure enough. It was deathly hot out there yesterday, Oof. but uh, we got in 18 holes. It only took uh, about five hours, but we got it done. And uh, I'm proud to say we uh, we played 18 holes of golf. Well, Boys. listen, anybody that's listening to this right now, even if you don't know how the game of golf works, and we're not going to bore you too much more with our golfing shenanigans from yesterday, but just put it this way. When you're golfing, there's people in front of you. There's people behind you on the golf course. It's constantly yep. moving. So put it this way. If you want to know how good we are at golf, we probably stopped and let about 17 groups pass us. So there would be nobody behind us because we were taking so long. So and there you go. The, at the end of the day, there was nobody behind us. <laughs> we let everybody pass. <laughs> it, in all fairness, though, the, the groups that we did let go by were like twosomes. Yeah, dude. And we were playing four. And we're it not takes longer. that great. <laughs> and we did a scramble. Imagine if we didn't do a scramble where we all had to play our own ball wherever it went. We would have we, been out. We'd still be out there. We'd right still now. be there. We'd still be there. Still be 100%. Hitting. Good times. We're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to do that again. I think next time we got to have somebody come out and like film it because I just think the video portion of it. There was just some funny stuff that happens. Uh, we can't. We can't record all the conversation, of course. But you know, some some things that are privy to the golf course and stay on the golf course. But for the like most blown part, out shoes and duct tape. Yeah, there was yeah. A, there were some interesting moments that happened yesterday for sure. It it was a lot of fun, and uh, I can only speak for myself you know, on this, but it was uh, definitely needed at that time. So I, I appreciate you guys throwing that together. Well, I mean, Steph, let's talk about it. I mean, uh, let's give the people, uh, this is actually the first conversation to the general public, I believe, that hasn't just been on social media. It's the first time you've been able to I don't know what just broke in my house, but it was really loud. Um, <laughs> this is your first time to actually speak on uh the situation with you and the uh the radio career and all that so i mean might as well give people the opportunity to hear from from you right now let them know what's uh, going on 
Yeah, so I'm just currently uh, unemployed. Uh, I no longer, uh, as of this moment, work in radio as uh, Buck and I were let go mm. uh, on uh, the 10th, I believe it was. I know our last show was Friday the 7th um, of July, July. Of this month. So, yeah, we were, uh, you know, we avoided the Radio Reaper yeah. for a very long time. Sure did. Uh, but the, uh, the the Reaper and his sickle finally uh, finally got us um, After how many a years? week ago. Almost, and you know, and that's the crazy part is like I, I was a little disappointed. I mean, obviously, you're disappointed when anytime you're 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 let go of, of any job that you've put a massive of amount of energy into. But uh, I was just months shy of 23 years. Mm. Yeah, how many times? How how long of that full time? Like your show? Um, so I was part time five of those. So you and Buck were on the air for 18 years? Wow, dude. Has it been that long, dude? Because that, that can't be right. Because I left Wild in 2006. Shit, dude. Maybe it is. Like, But I he, was full time, he was full-time with the I Love Beer show, weren't you? Wasn't that full-time? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, okay. Well, well let's, let's rewind. So what was your show duration? The house? Like, how long was the Nut House together? Just you and Buck. Um, probably about 15 years. It's insane, dude. And in, in well, this day and in this day and age in the radio world to be on for anything longer than seven years, like the seven year itch. If you're long, if you're on past seven years in any market, to me, that's like heritage, like level to be at 15 years. Think about that for a second. That means that when a child was born, right? They were in diapers and now they're in high school. They've grown up with you and Buck their entire lives. It was the same thing when Wild started, when we started in 98, 99. And I was only there for, you know, seven years. Obviously, I left for a little while, came back and hosted the Sunday session uh, before I went over to uh, to iHeart. But still, like I was only on for, you know, seven or eight, eight years in that in that frame. And people still talk to me and and bring stuff up about things that we did back in the day. So 15 years is heritage level in the radio industry. So that's a made props to you uh, for being on as long as you guys have, because that does not happen anymore in this game. You, you know, it's crazy, crazy too, when you, you, you talk about the impact and I've talked to a couple people about this is, you know, we were in such a bubble and 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 I don't mean that in like a bad way. I mean that is when I started there as a promotional kid, you know, trying to get just get a little extra beer money. Right. I had no idea um, for all these years later to end up doing what we did at a very high level. It it really is crazy um, when you think about it and. And you don't realize, and this is what I meant by the like the bubble, you don't realize the impact that you actually had right. until people then start reaching out to you. And because, like I said, you're in your own little world. And right. it was just something we I, I showed up to the same building for 23 years. I did the same, you know, so it's just kind of like you have these blinders on of, 
I'm just showing up to do what I need to do. Right. And, you know, for me, I never tried to be above the station or tried to be above anything. Um, I just enjoyed the entertainment aspect of it. I enjoyed the show aspect of it and 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 what we created, whether that was when we were on the Wild Bunch with you, whether it was me and Ed just doing our own thing on the streets, whether it was, you know, then, you know, Buck and I uh, or or me doing my overnight show, the I Love Beer show, or or then when I joined um, and did the Nuthouse, that, that, that creative part of it, you're, you're just so focused on that, that the outside world really didn't matter in, in, in a certain aspect, you know what I'm saying? Besides your personal life and your family and stuff like that. So when it's done and you're having these people kind of reach out to you and, and then, you know, the, the comments that you get on social media and all that kind of stuff. I think that's where it actually hit me the most is seeing mm -hmm. the comments from people. And you guys have known me for, well, the 23 years and, and, yeah. and, and uh, you know, I was never the dude that needed my name in the marquee. It never needed to be about me. I was, you know, I was always the team player. That's I played baseball my whole sport. So it's like you go in with a team, mm -hmm. you go into battle with this, this group of guys. It's not about me. It's I'm going to have my time, right? Because I need I'm going to come up to bat eventually and I'm going to do what I need to do for my team. But it was always a team for me. And when you see those comments and people saying, you know, I, I listened every day and and you would cheer me up when I had a bad day at work or just, you know, comments like that. That's where you get like choked up, up more so than like, hey, it's over, you know, right. like it was the impact. And, 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 you know, I always used to say that there was no us without them and them as the listeners. And, and it's so true because they're such a major part of what we did on the air all of us right. you know um and and that's you know, that's what i'm going to miss the most i mean obviously the the relationships that you build in, in inside the building and the and the people that you get to become like family sure. um you know you miss that but the the listeners um and that interaction and just that kind of like mutual respect and uh, admiration that you had for each other that's that's what i'm gonna miss the most sure that's crazy man uh but yeah, not too I mean, bad not too bad for a uh pool boy huh yeah dude pool boy <laughs> snatch was the original name for those that don't know before he was stifler he was snatch and uh snatch was on the wild bunch with myself and then i think uh the names i mean looking back at some of those names of the street team busting nuts third leg greg snatch uh, and obviously it translated to Stifler because of uh, that mentality of Stifler from American Pie. We all felt Kev was that guy in our crew. And he still is. Kind of where it's like, <laughs> he still is kind of that guy in our crew. Um, you know what's funny, yeah, though, was, is, is people I, always said, even like with me, that they'll be like, oh, how'd you get into radio? And that's always the funniest question to me because I never – I don't know how many people really in radio – and, and I'm not saying everybody, but I don't know how many people. If you, if you grouped everybody that – more so for on-air, right – I don't know how many people say I want to be in radio when they get older. It's one of those, I think it's just one of those things that you kind of, 
maybe you kind of fall into it to some degree. Maybe, maybe sure. you want to do something in entertainment. You know what I mean? Like I always wanted my own TV show. Obviously never got that. You know what I mean? But, but you know, it's something that like even you, like how did you, how did you get into it? You, you were just looking for extra money. Like you said, it's a part-time gig. You know what I mean? So it's just funny how it, it evolves from this just little part-time little shindig to this full blown out most of your life going into the building every day. I mean, pretty much. I mean, um, yeah, I know for myself, again, I fell into radio back when I was uh, in college at USF. And again, I, you know, ended up on the Hooters on the radio show morning program as an intern. But again, just tapping to go with my brother because he worked in a restaurant and was doing a food drop. And my brother knew I was going to USF and said, hey, you want to come down to the radio station with me? We're dropping off food. And I was like, sure, I'll go check it out. And that led me to where I am today just by going, oh, you know, I got nothing else to do. I'll go down to the radio station and bring some food. And that led to every single step uh, that's gotten me to this point. But like Ed said to his, to that testament, like, I don't know. I really don't know that many people that when they started in that world that said, I'm, I want to go into radio. It was, oh, this sounds like a fun job. I'll apply to be a street teamer or whatever. And then yeah. that led you down that path. So, um, and especially more so now because, Anybody can quote unquote do radio. It's in a podcast form, but anybody now can do it. Back in the day, there were no outlets like that, right? So the game in that regard has also changed, and how people access or you know access their uh, their entertainment from podcasts to terrestrial radio to satellite radio to TV to YouTube, and it's really changed the game. And honestly, I think over the years we have as a group, we've also um developed and we've also changed with the times so to speak as to how we connect with people um and i don't think that'll ever go away you'll forever be stiffy from the nut house and i was we were just talking about this on the golf course yesterday the fact that you and buck are are no longer right now on the radio right right now but even if it was two years from now and you and buck we were at a 7-eleven and somebody uh, hears his voice or hears you and be like, oh, man, Buck, I just heard you last night on the radio, man. You guys were cracking me up. People will not – they're not going to never not know you from that. You know what I mean? So that will always be a part of you. And people people will always remember you and affiliate you with that station and with that show. That will never go away, especially for the fact, like I said, 15-plus years, you two together – that as a lifetime that people have grown up. I mean, imagine if you just started listening to the nut house when you were 15, now you're 30, you probably are married with children. You've changed three jobs. Like you guys have been a constant in their lives for over, you know, a decade and a half. And that is remarkable to say the least. And I truly believe that whatever the next step may be um, that, you know, you'll have success in that as well. Because again, you said, I just started in this world to make a little bit of extra cash and that turned into a career. And uh, that's pretty impressive, man, to say the least. Well, I remember, you know, going in when it when it when it all first started and I got the job and it was kind of like I had done promotions before, but never at a radio station. Sure. And, um, you know, I was always a fan of radio growing up in St. Pete when Bubba was on 93.3. Yeah. Um, because, you know, again, growing up here, we had never we hadn't heard anything like that on the no. air. So when nope. he came in, it was such a change and it, and it, you know, resonated to a lot of people, my age at that time. And, you know, a lot of the, like the, the, the silliness and the bits and just the crazy things he would do. It was like, man, I can do that. 
I, I can do that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and then same thing when we did wild bunch, like we did a bunch of like jackass type bits. And it's like, I could, I could do that. I, I yeah. like that. That's some perfect white boy stuff for me, you know? <laughs> and, and so just the, the admiration I had for that industry kind of always just had, I was a fan. And, you know, when the opportunity presented itself, you know, just in conversation after a softball game in the parking lot, drinking be beers, shout out to uh, Michelle, who was uh, in sales at the time. She was like, you should come and work at the radio station. And she hooked uh, hooked me up with Drew, who was also golfing with us yesterday and um got me in and 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 in that point i said you know this is cool i've done promotions this is enjoyable and for the longest time i really just wanted to stay in promotions i didn't really yep. i really didn't have any um desire to do the on-air part of it just because it was I, I knew promotions i was involved in the industry and we still had the perks of the industry right um you know but it was like i know promotions maybe i'll just make my you know work my way up in promotions and then it was then you know just kind of that that fraternity that we had there at the time you know you become really good friends with Ed and and Greg and and Buckwheat and D Blur and you know I I mean we could keep naming all these people we just became this 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 close knit group of friends that slowly then led oh hey do some on air stuff and then I remember it got to a point where I said I'm going to learn everything I can possibly learn in this building so yeah. that they cannot fire me right In indispensable. And I and that's what I did. I I learned how to do everything from the streets, yep. whether it was a live broadcast, whether it was a remote, whatever it was, I knew how to do that. Then I made my way into the studio, learned how to do that type of stuff, like running the board. And and then, you know, even though I was man, Beave, side yeah. note, Beave reached out to me too. And for everybody that doesn't know, Beave was uh, also a, a street teamer, just like Ed and I was. The Beave. And he was the one, Beave and Busta was the one who made me do my first calling. And I felt mm -hmm. like I was going to crap my pants, dude. Like, <laughs> was that I, with me? Was that with me or Scott? It was with, no, it was with you. And That's what I, I think was, I remember this. It was because at the time we did call-ins. And again, for people that don't know what a call-in is, you have, uh, you know, somebody's, it's their show. And we went out as the street team and a call-in is during commercials break, we would call in. To, to the, the studio station. Yep. to let people know where we were at, what we were doing, and so on and so on. Well, we would pass it around. So if there was four people working, every other, you know, it was just, okay, Ed, this is your break. Next break, it would go to Busta. Next break, it would go to Beave. And then it finally came to me, and I'm like, nah, man, I'm, I'm good, you, <laughs> you know? And they're like, nope. You're doing it, and yeah, they, they made me do it. And yep. it wasn't you know, once, once you get that first one kind of under your belt, then you just kind of you know progressively get better. But, um, and that was my plan, it was just kind of learn everything I possibly can learn so that they can't fire me. And, um, you know, that was that. I guess I didn't learn enough. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I will just say, you know, whatever happens in the future, I, I don't know what that is. You know, hopefully 
um, in some way, shape, or form, I can do it and do it from a different station or another company or or just continue to do something. Um, but if not, and I have to go back to just being regular Kev, um, <laughs> I can tell you that it is something that I will never, ever, ever forget and that I am so grateful for every single person that took me under their wing in some aspect of my career to teach me whatever it was. I am so, so appreciative of that and so grateful for every single person behind the scenes, during the show, the listener, just every single person that I've come across during that time, I am so thankful for. So I just, anybody, I just want to say thank you. Amen, brother. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. I taught you everything, man. I know I did. <laughs> my, you wouldn't my, learn shit my, without me, boy. We wouldn't be able to ride around in the dually making obscene noises on the loudspeaker nowadays. Yeah. We'd probably, probably get fired no, for that one. No, no, no. <laughs> the dually. They don't know. We you know what, though, Kev? I've said this before. I, I'll say it again. And And listen... If radio ever came back knocking, now I've been out since 2016, so going on seven years now. If radio ever came back knocking and it was the right situation and this and that, I would 100% be all ears just because of how much fun it was. You know what I mean? Sure, like, sure. And I'm at a point in my life, too, where I could go and do it, put 100% into it, but then not live on the fear of, oh, my God, if they decide they have budget cuts next week, you know, this and that, because I've created another career for myself. Sure. Right. I would say to this day that the best thing I ever did was get into radio, and the best thing I ever did was get out of it. And, and I don't mean get out of it as far as, you know, um, it was a miserable experience. I'm just saying because it allowed me to open up my eyes and see things past radio because, like you said at best, when you are doing radio – you are so 100% into it. You can't even imagine a life outside of radio. And that's how much fun it is. You know what I mean? I think the right. fun, I think the fun like overshadows, not a dark overshadow, but just like takes over everything. Like you can't yeah. imagine when you're working a radio, you're like, man, I'm never going to go work another job ever again. Like this is the job right here, you know? Um, but I think when you're forced outside, and Greg probably can attest to us too, when you're forced outside of that that radio spectrum mm -hmm. and you see there's other opportunities, other ways to make money and do things. And you're still entertaining people. You're, there's still ways to do it. You know what I mean? Um, I think it just, it allows you to have a bit, a better perspective on radio. You know what I mean? Uh, and, 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 and again, yeah, I mean, and look at us, Ed, I mean, both, like you just said to your Testament, you started a entertainment company with events done, right? I started a, an entertainment company with street laced and both of us are operating in Tampa even though we operate in a similar space, we have kind of joined forces, so to speak. We use each other uh, for different talent, um, you know, entertainers and things of that. We bounce stuff off of each other. But again, when you're when you are immersed in that business, um, you, like Kev said, it's almost like you have blinders on. You're so focused at in the world and the job that you live in, and because it's fun and it's entertaining, and you get to do all the cool things. You don't really see anything outside of that perspective. So when when it is over, so to speak, it is uh, eye opening to go. Wow, there there is other opportunities in the quote unquote entertainment world, or there are other opportunities that I can utilize the platform that I've built to springboard into the next chapter. So 
there are other opportunities. There will be other opportunities, whether you think that or not. Because again, Ed's been in that boat. I've been in that boat. And you don't quite know exactly where that next path is going to lead you. But you just have to trust and believe in the process and know that, you know, you left it all on the table, so to speak. So if those phone calls are coming from other companies or coming uh, from other individuals in the industry who want to chat with you or whatever, those are all signs and a testament uh, to, to how long you've put into the industry and how how much you've given to it. And hopefully, you know, all that good karma that you've put out, it, it'll all come back. But it was a it was an eye opening experience to get that that hey uh, can you come down the hallway for us for a little minute we have to chat and you and you know like oh this is not going to end well and and that's that and, and the rest of the, the the time you're trying to figure out what the hell is the next move but um, but again like Ed said you know we were in it in its heyday and you know the radio industry now here in 2023 is completely different than it was just a few years ago and how social media and the digital world has completely changed the landscape of what we were doing here, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, and how aggressive we were on the streets in people's faces. You know, we were almost on the street team, and you guys can all attest to this because we've all been street team to, to on air. At Wild specifically, Street teamers sometimes, and I mean, a lot of the times, were more well-known than the on-air talent because of how frequently we were out in the public eye, whether that was on the streets, whether that was on the beaches, whether that was in Ebor, whether that was in the clubs. We were the the first uh, line of defense, if you will, from between the listener and the on-air jock. And uh, that the, the personality of Stiffy was created on the streets, man. And that led you to to making the, the leap to the on-air. And, uh, you know, again, you 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 did a really good job, uh, obviously, because it got you to where you needed to get to on the air. And Ed as well. I mean, obviously, all the antics. And we were just talking about this yesterday. The stuff that Ed would do at L- Wild Splash and Last Damn Shows <laughs> and all the outfits and the outrageous behavior – I don't really think you can do that stuff anymore. Like we, we were in such a different time and a different era of radio and the antics and the street bits and all that. We would be sued in a minute. Well, Dude, we we broke uh, Perry Tidy Whitey broke his green stem in his oh, heart yep. because we had him dominatrix like beating his ass at the, at the club in front of Derby Lane. Like, what were we doing? And we videotaped it all. We had these guys running around in adult diapers with wigs on getting beat by dominatrix. Like, what? Well, we would be all fired. I was, I was saying yesterday on the golf course that and thank God, I, I pray to the Lord that I'm the one that holds all these videos. But we had a we had video skits from a TV show that we did or whatever. And Maybe I'm the only the I'm the only one that holds possession of it. And when we say I, I want you to understand, because I, I want to make this very clear from all three of us. Anybody that knows the three of us knows that we are the three of like very down to earth dudes. Like we don't we don't discriminate. We don't hate. We don't do nothing nope. like that. It's very it's just a very, very different world nowadays. So we had a TV show and some of the bits that we had on it, I was saying not all of them, but some of the bits that we had on them, we would be canceled in today's culture and not because, and not because it was like, Oh my God, it was like uh racist or, or it was feminist or, or, or yeah. yeah, it wasn't, nothing, it was nothing like that. Come on now. No, you know what I mean? It, we had all kinds of walks of life that, that did the show with us. 
it was just because it was like, oh my God, that is so offensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how could you do that? You know? <laughs> well, it's crazy because, you know, uh, Steve Carell from The Office said that like even today, they, they wouldn't be able to do The Office. No. And again, just because of the way that they refer to things, the way yeah. the, you know, how they say certain things, how they treat certain people. Like exactly. It's, it is such a different landscape. Literally, if we took that idiots on the box, Ed, and you just posted that to youtube we would be yeah there'd be some problems for i sure. don't know i think there's a couple uh skits that we could release <laughs> i feel like we the, the people need to start a uh a hashtag kind of like they did the the release the the snyder <laughs> yeah. cut we yeah. need to release the idiots. <laughs> idiots on the box hashtag we need to release i have yeah. VH well listen you may have tapes ed yeah of that stuff <laughs> but i have the tapes that I've told Buckwheat, and actually now that Buckwheat's no longer employed, maybe I should release the tapes of Buckwheat. Ooh. But I have stuff <laughs> on VHS Kevin. tapes that Kevin knows. No, because I, a- I know what video he's talking about, and I don't think that one can be released. I Hey, listen, I'm when we were on the <laughs> golf course, I told you, Ed, uh, you got nothing to worry about with those videos. That's fine. Dude, you're, you're overreacting. I understand you own a business, blah, 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 blah. This one, nah, <laughs> nah you can't do this one, dude. Buckwheat would be canceled immediately yeah, if this can't one gets released. That one. <laughs> but not only that I one, know dude, exactly I have, which one you, you're talking about. These guys, they used to get so mad at me, Ed, when I would make them go out at night. You know, on the night show, we were always every night I'd have something for them to go out and do at night, and I would make them bring the video camera and tape some of the stuff that we did. And like, oh man, we gotta bring this again. I'm like, dude. At some point, and this is before social media and Facebook and all that, I'm like, people are going to want to work. They're going to want to see this content. And again, this is before YouTube. I we know. Were we, so we were ahead of a time. We, were we really so were. Far. And now I still have all this footage on tape. And again, it's from the clubs. It's from the Spring Break Olympics on the streets. It's from the stuff that happened in the studio. And like, I mean, it's, it's some raunchy, racy stuff. But the goal was to eventually put out a wild bunch gone wild DVD that we would have all benefited from. Um, you know, again, thinking back in those days, but, um, but again, Ed has footage. I have footage. There is stuff out there. If we were to ever make a documentary, there's enough material that we could do it. I would say that we combine all of the video that we have. We take out the really bad stuff. (laughs) I mean, I think maybe oh, the we leave stuff the bad that stuff we... in and bleep, bleep it out, or when I when I, I how about this? When I get rid of my company, I, I'll put it all online. All right, we can do a G rated or PG thirteen no. version. No, it wouldn't do it justice, Kev. There's no way, bro. I, I told you to release just, the raw listen, footage. Greg. Uh, Greg, I told him this yesterday. And he knows this. I said it's not even a. It's not even like from the multitude of people, right? It's it's one person getting right. offended or upset. Right. And right. now in that day, in this day and age, that one person goes and grabs all 15 or 20 of their friends and all 15 or 20 of them will go to your Facebook page or Google or whatever yeah. and leave a bad review. Yeah. It's yeah. bullshit. I'm going to say it right now. It's bullshit. It's a bullshit tactic. It's a bullshit maneuver. And I'm not right. saying that for me. I'm saying that from any business, whether you own um, a plumbing business or whether you own, you know, if you have a bad experience, bad shit happens sometimes. People can't control everything. But to go and corral the army, I, I just think that's, I think that's a bullshit tactic. The cancel culture, yeah. I you mean, don't we think would we be can canceled. do the, the the pie video? Which one was the pie, pie video? video? I don't know. We don't know uh, what he he doesn't want to say it. Hazel <laughs> was in it. I don't oh, know. Oh, I, I yeah, dude. The pies. No, that wasn't Hazel. That was Kathy. Yeah, Kathy that was Kathy. Was in it too. That was but Kathy. I think Hazen was, was Hazen in it too. Well. 
All right. Well, listen, we're out of time, boys. I mean, I know we've been talking already. For wait, wait, wait. Semen. I have to tell you one, one other thing. One other thing. Hashtag quick. release the semen video. <laughs> one other thing. One other thing real quick. And then we got to go. By the way, semen, the, not the funny. Semen. The funniest semen. thing is because I've looked at those videos like it was like a year or two ago. The funniest part about to me is now it had because it was all that old school VHS. So it's all like that static going up and down. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's like the bad quality. That's the whole point. That's no, what I'm saying. People know it's real. Yeah, there is. They're trying to make things look old like that. Now we have the original footage. Who knows, guys? Someday we may release the tapes. Just Can know we that we at have. Please get together and have a viewing party. Yes, and nope. we did that. No, and oh, we did that once at your house because you guys will take your videos. I'll, I'll collect phones at the door. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyways, guys, listen. Three dads in a minivan. We have to wrap it up, but we will try to get back on a normal routine every single week, bringing you guys all the nonstop shenanigans and tomfoolery. For Kev, Ed, it is Greg. Three dads in a minivan. We will check in with you guys next week. Unless Thanks. I get fired from this podcast. <laughs> Might not. Three dads in a minivan.